It's that time of the week again. It's that time when the latest episode of Digital Kill the Radio Star drops. Drop! It's time to waste another hour or so with David and Chris as they spout out more of their worthless music knowledge. It's time to hear them discuss the music of their youth. As well as the music of today. So kick back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Digital Kill the Radio Star starts right now. (laughs) We're back and welcome again to another edition of the Digital Kill the Radio Star podcast. As always, this is David. I'm here with my friend Chris. Chris, we had a uh, a fun field, eventful weekend, Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Have you recovered from it? Yeah, yeah that that was uh, that was a good time. Um, you know, and of course, I, you we each we each kind of went our separate ways on Friday. You know, I got to see uh, got to see one of my all time favorite bands, one of my very very favorite bands, the Alkaline Trio, and um, they. You know, I I, to, I told you after the show. You know, we talked after the show. You got back from yours, which you can talk about in a minute, but. You got back for yours, I was back for mine, and I told you, I was like, man, that is the first time in a very long time. I literally felt starstruck, you know. Um, I almost felt like the little girl watching Taylor Swift. Oh, there were reports, um, there were reports, there were tears in the eyes. I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it, it was stellar. You know, we were, we were right at the front, you know, right at the front left. I knew that's where Skiba stood. And, um, I mean, facing the stage, it'd be front right, his right. He's always to his right on the stage. And, um, I knew that's where he'd come out. And we only lasted for about two songs up there just because the sound was so bad off to the side that close. But, uh, still it's cool seeing them out. The show was phenomenal. They sounded amazing. They, uh, they did a career retrospective, basically played about, I don't know, give or take 25 songs, three from the new album. All three of the new ones I absolutely love. New one comes out Friday. Of course, we'll be talking about that soon enough because I know I'll, I love it. I love every album they've put out. But um, it's a band I've waited to see for a very, very, very long time. A band that's never played in Memphis, to my knowledge. I don't even remember them. I, I, I know shows sometimes miss me when they go to Nashville. But I'm usually kind of in tune to that. And I can't recall, at least in the last several, several years, them playing Nashville. And you could tell because... Uh, the place was big, and there were a lot of people there. Um, it was good, though. And you found Real a good. and you found a buddy to go with you. Yeah, yeah, my buddy was gonna. I had a buddy coming up from work, and um, you know, family, you know, family life ended up uh, keeping him from being able to go last minute. But uh, yeah, one of our, uh, our our podcasting friends, um, group of guys from Potter Than Hell, the Steve, his son wanted to go, and I mean, you texted me the night before. It's like, hey, Steve's son Dylan wants to go. I'd never met the kid. But it's like, worse for me, Steve's cool. I'm, 
imagine his kids got to be halfway decent and he likes alkaline trio he's good in my book and uh yeah so that's cool having someone to go with for sure wasn't expecting it yeah that way you didn't have to uh you didn't have to go by yourself so i got into town thursday afternoon about three o'clock and then uh steve bc bb and dylan from potter than hell got in about the same time we were staying at the uh at the same hotel so we decided well we didn't decide there was going to be a meetup at uh one of the sports bars for the um um the podcast that were in town at that point which there was a few so we went over there and had a had a few drinks and um chris Sinzak from decibel geek was there and uh greg renoff was there and then um if you're familiar with the comedian craig gas uh he was going to be at the expo well he came and just sat down next to me actually and uh, while we had dinner, and uh, also Courtney Cronin Dold, which she's a comedian and, and does a lot of writing for our television shows, so that was kind of cool. They sat down with us, and we kind of picked their brain about um, you know how some of these celebrity roasts go because they both uh, uh, you know perform on those. And Craig Gass is real famous for doing the uh, Gene Simmons impersonation, so uh, that was fun. And then uh, Friday, me and the guys from Potter Than Hell, we went to a couple of uh, music stores and looked at vinyl and then met up with Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock podcast and went to lunch. Uh, a really good barbecue place. Um, Edlings, maybe, is the name of it, in uh, downtown. And uh, it was really good. So Friday night, went to the pre-party, um, saw Tora Tora play. Uh, they were really good, as always. Um it was really, I think, really impressive to them. Everybody in the crowd was singing every word to every song. And then the band Angel was going to play after that, but uh, I could care less about seeing Angel and really wanted to get home and get some sleep because I knew we had a long day the next day at the podcast expo. So uh, I went on to the uh, to the room and got some sleep. But anyway, uh, to get to our, our topic for today, we, we did um, – interview i think about eight different people seven or eight different people at the podcast expo and so we're going to roll those out uh, i'm not exactly sure the time frame yet but the first one that we're going to uh roll out is going to be ricky dover jr the guitar player for biters now if you're not familiar with them they're a band out of atlanta georgia and i believe they've released two albums and an ep and like we were like we discussed in this interview with ricky they're kind of a uh basically a, a stew of different uh uh you know rock, rock and roll bands you hear some stones you hear some t-rex you hear a little bit of queen uh maybe some new york dolls you think chris i'm sure there's a little bit of a touch on that i mean it's just, it's just got kind of 70s glam 70s punk it's kind of it's kind of a lot of the, i mean that's kind of their sound yeah, so they they have, like I said have two albums out, and uh, Chris had them as one of his top ten albums of the year last year. Um, so Chris, I know you're a big fan, and he was our first interview of the day, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, nice guy, and and not going to give away the interview because that'll be coming up in a short minute or two. But uh, kind of gave my thoughts on how I think they should be one of the you know in the bands that the few. Band, you know, bands, you know, rock bands are actually being able to claw their ways up to get noticed. Um, there's only a few of them, and I'm talking about newer bands. Uh, there's only a few of them out there, and um, they're usually, I mean, they're mentioned, but they're mentioned in small circles. They're mentioned, I heard of them because of some uh, musicians that I respect talking so fondly of them, but uh, they're not as big of a name as they should be. Uh, I think they should be, you know, 
possibly the most talked about of the young up and coming rock bands that there there is. But um, yeah, I dig these guys a lot. Yeah, so go and uh, buy their CD. The future ain't what it used to be. That's the latest one. Uh, it's really good. Um, the song Hollywood, Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold Love are really good songs. Uh, and there's one. Uh, was it? Is it going back to Georgia? Is the last song on the album? Yeah. Uh, is, yeah, lot, yeah. Is really good. Well, Chris, before we throw to the interview, do you have anything else to uh, to say? No, just. Um... I would just say, uh, we've said it before, I'll say it again. If you're looking for you know, a new rock band, you know, I know a lot of times I talk about everything from punk to new wave and you know, God knows what else, but uh, even these days as we joke about black, you know, what uh, hipster black metal and all, but um, if you just want some good rock and roll, check these guys out. I mean, they're, they're worth your time. And like I said, we uh, we have some more interviews coming for you. Troy Laquetta of Tesla, uh, Greg Renoff, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, uh, just to name a few that are going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So uh, when you listen to this on the audio, it was very noisy and loud where we were. So it's not going to be as clean as what you're used to, but you can still uh, you can still hear Ricky just fine. And uh, a shout out to our friend uh, Sonny Pooney and the guys from Potter Than the Hell podcast. Uh, you made us have one of the funnest nights I've had in a long time on Saturday night, wouldn't you say, Chris? Absolutely. Um, that was a great, hilarious, hilarious time. I mean, I, um, DC buddy, I love hearing you talk about ballads, man. Um, <laughs> what else can I say? All right, we you got, got a, you got some unique taste. All right, we've got a quitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose composure again. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so here we go, folks. Uh, Ricky Dover Jr. of Biters, and we will talk to you guys next week. Hey, this is David and Chris, and we're at the uh, Nashville Rockin' Pod 2 Expo, and we're here with a uh, a guitarist of a great up-and-coming band, The Biters, Mr. Ricky Dover Jr. How are you? Hey, howdy. How are y'all? Man, we're great. Great to have you here. Awesome. So, Ricky, every time we have somebody on our podcast, we ask them the same two questions first. Okay. What's what's your earliest memory of music, and who was your first favorite band? Ah, cool, cool. You know what? I think I've listened to a few of these podcasts before, so I was like... I was almost ready for that one. I was almost ready for it. Um, and yeah, my, one of my first memories of music is uh, driving around and my uh, my parents driving me around in their car and honestly listening to like Don Henley was really big and like Boys of Summer and and like Dirty Laundry were some of the first memories of music and it was really the guitar. And uh, and I think I found out recently, I think that's Mike Campbell playing those parts on Boys of Summer, uh, which I had no idea. I just knew it was... Uh, Don Henley solo or something I later learned and um, and that and them listening to the Beatles and um, uh, <laughs> sorry the, the who was, your, was, who was yeah. like your first favorite band oh like, first favorite band um, well let's see well my first show was a uh, was an Offspring and Mighty Mighty Boston's and I think I might have seen like the Dixie Chicks at Dollywood with my parents but first like rock show was that and um, yeah, the first band that really turned me on, I would probably say, would be the Beatles. I mean, once I like really got into them in like early high school, it was just like kind of closed the doors on a lot of things and just like really hyper focused on that. And that's uh, kind of a lot of the music I'm into. It's kind of uh, yeah, I love like British blues, '60s, you know, and '70s. Um, 
yeah, just like classic rock and glam, and um, yeah. But I, I love all music in general, and so. Um, but yeah, once I kind of fell into, um, yeah, the Beatles were at first because uh, once I started hearing uh, and Beatles more later on in my life, I was like, wow, I already know these songs, and I was already like singing along to them. I just my parents played them and uh, at an early age, and so. Uh, uh, Oh, I think well, I think I listened to another podcast. Uh, did you guys interview um, Caleb from uh, Tyler Bryan's band? Uh, yeah, 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 cool. I did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I listened a little bit of his, and honestly, yeah, kind of same thing. I kind of listened through my dad's uh, record collection and his CDs, and so once I started taking uh, guitar lessons in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I'm from, uh, yeah, the thing to listen to, I didn't have many CDs, but my dad had all CD walls, so I just took hold of that and that was like a lot of blues Muddy Waters Alan Wolf and then also yeah Rolling Stones and, and Eagles she likes and Clapton and, um, and all that so speaking yeah. of, of that band do you guys uh, ever play with them or interact with them uh, with who Tyler Bryant the Shakedown uh, yeah I've known uh, Tyler for a little while he and I did some session work together with uh, our friend Kim Logan we uh, worked together uh, at Sputnik Sound Studios with Vance Powell uh, producing and we just did like a single and uh, Tyler kind of came in later and played on the track and um, but yeah we've definitely crossed paths several times it's cool, it's cool. great guy great cool really cool band well first of all I'm a really big fan of your band oh um, thanks man man I think <laughs> we were talking about this Dave and I were talking about this uh, when you when you always hear the up and coming bands like I heard heard Eddie Trunk yeah. you know not long ago talking about the ones they always go to the Struts Great Van Fleet and for me I cannot understand why this band is not in the same conversation because, oh, like, you. I love the Struts. I think they're mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Great event fleet. Yeah. You may be friends with them. You may play with them. I can't get past the this obvious. <laughs> I can't do it. it. I know what you mean. Man. It's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just yeah. for me. I can't. I just can't get past that. It's like they're a notch above a cover band. Yeah. But it that, it's too obvious. And mm-hmm. but your band, like I said, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. And I just. I just anybody that's listening to this, I just want you guys to. I want them to give you guys a chance. Like the, your last record, I put as well, we did our yeah. we did our top ten albums, yeah. and I I don't know remember where really? you came in, but I know you were in my on my list. Wow, awesome. Um, well, thanks. Tell and you. you're talking about all your influences and yeah. all the stuff you got on. I hear that Stones influence. Yeah, well, um, thanks. And then two, one you, you may even get tired of hearing this because it's probably one you hear T Rex. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You hear yeah. that one often? Stones um, love, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we were uh, learning and such, and, and Tuck brought it in. I, uh, Tuck would know a little more about it. He wrote it, um, but I think he's wanted off to look at some records right now. But that's cool. He'll be back. Um, but yeah, definitely love um, T Rex and and Quest of Stones. And um, but I think when yeah, because really Biter's going to work in an interesting way where yeah, Tuck has a lot of the songs and uh, and we learn them and we definitely jam and add parts and talk and work out harmonies and such and so. Uh, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I love T Rex, man. I really also love, you know, the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex and the more folk side, more acoustic side as well. And um, I think I, mm, I was in, it was maybe 2005 or so when they re-released Born to Boogie DVD, and I bought that like the deluxe version. Right. And uh, in the second disc, there's a, a concert that has no overdubs on it, and so it's just the band playing. And oh my god, I watched that, and it was just like. This is incredible. They're so sloppy and amazing, but all the songs are there, and the, and the girls are just going wild. And, and um, 
Yeah, so, um, and, and Tuck as well, I think we'll agree. Um, yeah, we love that um, classic imagery of, uh, of those bands and their style and approach and, uh, and the sounds and textures, you know, of their, of their records. And, um, and also just kind of that whole period and scene as well, uh, all the bands that spun off uh, from that and the, yeah, somehow that late 60s explosion there in London, yeah. You, man, you definitely hear that, that in your so. sound. It's that straight, what we need, man. Just the yeah, pure, Look, I, I love every, I love all kinds of music. I mean, as we're sitting here talking, I'm at largely a metal expo, hard rock yeah. metal expo, and I'm wearing a Morrissey t-shirt, so that kind of yeah, tells you everything. Cool. Yeah. But for straight ahead rock and roll, man, this, this is the band I feel like people should be talking Thanks, about. Man. Not, yeah. not Greta Van Fleet. Well, you know, Thanks, the, you know, Gene Simmons two years ago or whatever famously said that rock is dead. And, you know, he got a lot of press or whatever. And we've talked about on this podcast, I don't think that's the case. And you look at guys like, uh, I mean, and I know he's, he's not the biggest Greta Van Fleet fan, but they're they're selling out where they're going. You yeah, guys, doing you great. guys yeah. are doing good. Tyler Thanks. Bryant and the Shakedown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. opening for Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith, yeah. you know. And you guys are doing well and you have Thanks. the struts. Like, do you feel like, you know, everything goes in a cycle, that we're on the cusp of... Because, I think there's, yeah, room. Because yeah. the great thing about your band is, like you said, there's the Stones, there's T-Rex, a little bit of Queen in it, yeah, you know, yeah. uh-huh. uh, but it's original. Well, but you, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a tip and a nod to the, the past. But this is our take on it, and this is how it's going. Yeah, thank you. And it's it's very uh, very refreshing because we actually I heard about you because um, I think one of you guys was on a Growing Up Rock podcast. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, We've done and they were yeah. listening to it, and I pulled it up. Oh, cool. And about the same time, Chris sends me a text, and he had heard about you at the same time, and we were you know text. Somebody on Twitter right on mentioned you. them. So a musician yeah. mentioned them, like that they that they love the album. Yeah, we. Uh, I want to say it's maybe from. Like, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong and Nikki Six have definitely like come out and publicly supported Six. the band and cool stuff. And um, yeah, I think Biters definitely had a, especially in the beginning, had a lot of like you know punk rock '77 sort of like attitude and such, which was like really edgy. And and I think as we've kind of like played more of the years, it's kind of just hit more variety in the in the sounds and and having some you know ballads or something. And even on the last album, there's a country song. Right. Like what I thought we were like you know punk band or something right. like, but you know. It's expanding in that sound and uh, and doing a yeah different variety within uh, the album is definitely definitely way to go and uh, yeah definitely a lot of Thin Lizzy in there and just like yeah even Thin Lizzy I mean they have great acoustic songs they have ballads and slow stuff so you know, uh, adding a lot of that and expanding it's, that it's the cyclical nature of music you know the Zeppelin took from their influences but they made it their own. You guys have taken from a much wider pot, bigger pot than they have, and yeah. are making your own. Like I said, it's very, it's very refreshing. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, so uh, we've uh, has been working with some other, you know, songwriters in Touch in Town, and uh, I think he's been working with uh, Butch Walker some. And we've uh, just yesterday we worked with uh, Marty Fredrickson and uh, worked at his house in Vanderbilt, and it was awesome. Butch is one of my music heroes. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely one of my music awesome. heroes. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we're currently just kind of working on new music. And although we had an album uh, come out last year, uh, yeah, just got to move forward and keep keep working on stuff. So uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a lot of songs uh, ready to go. And um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of good stuff uh, coming up here soon. So you're gonna be hitting the studio soon? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm already kind of uh, yeah, I've been working on new songs and. Um, yeah, just trying to move on and just like keep keep working, man. So yeah, 
How, how far along are you guys in the process? Uh, still fairly early. We're still writing uh, and just kind of you know writing more than we probably need to, and then just kind of slimming it down from there. Uh, uh, I think Suck's got a yeah whole whole handbag full of songs, and so uh, yeah, we're just kind of working through them and uh, yeah, there's some good stuff coming up. Thank you. So, what's the uh, reaction like on the road now? On your tour, the tour. Um, it's still. <laughs> I mean, it's up and down. It's all over the place, man. Uh, we uh, were in Europe uh, last year in kind of November, December, uh, playing this band Him for their like farewell Europe tour, and, and it was awesome. I mean, some of those shows were like 4,500 to like maybe like I think 1,500 is maybe the smallest one. Let me, uh, let me ask great. you this: Why do you think the European audience is so much more receptive to? American rock and roll than, than Americans are. Yeah, that's funny. I think um, I don't really know. I think um, I think maybe just kind of maybe a colder climate just makes you. I don't know. The music seems to like click a little bit more. And and also, I mean, there wasn't in. I feel like in America, you know, there's country and there's all these like roots and blues music and uh, and folk and and all that. Um, here, so I I don't know. Perhaps um, yeah, over there it's just uh, it's awesome. Yeah, there's crowds are really good and responsive, and it's just kind of a different way of uh, going about it with uh, shows and, and promoters and such, and the just the way that uh, yeah, the, everything about it. It's like you know, it's catering and food and sound check and whatnot. I mean, and that's not to say that there's not you know struggling you know dive bars where local bands just like you know thrash it out every week, um, and uh, so. But yeah, for some reason over there, I think it's just kind of, uh, you know, kind of the same thing, looking, the grass is always greener on the other side, sort of like, you know, just like I idealized all these, like, UK, like, London and, uh, bands and, and also stuff everywhere, but I grew up in Knoxville and East Tennessee and there wasn't anything like that, so I was just, like, such a freak, you know, and I was like, I couldn't find any information, I couldn't find, like, much records or anything else, so anything that I did find was, like, really meaningful, like, I... You know, I had some of my mom's old records, like like Deep Purple and, uh, and Alice Cooper and such, and uh, and, I, and Beatles, and I was just like looking at them, like wow, these are so cool. And uh, but for, yeah, playing over in Europe, I think uh, yeah, um, somehow I think it's just kind of a, a scarcity, kind of a rarity thing. It's like kind of a less commodity, so it's kind of more noteworthy. Like wow, you travel all this distance, like I should go. <laughs> well, and I almost think it's kind of like in the '60s. I, I I'm from a small town in the Mississippi Delta, okay. and uh, when I was growing up, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page would come to this little town in the Mississippi Delta, okay, wow. and to them, that was like, you know, the mecca, you know, because Robert Johnson played where I live, and Sonny Boy Williamson's band, oh, like that. So yeah, I think that, I never thought about that, it's kind of the what you don't have. Yeah. And you get to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, playing the 4,500 people in Europe, whatever, that's a good sign, man, because you're talking about the way the bands blow up, a band not far from where I'm from, you know, from Memphis, Tennessee, Kings of Leon. I don't think they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they blew up until their third record in the States. Right, I yeah. was in Europe, and they were huge. They wow, were playing man. them in the pubs in, oh, cool. in uh, yeah. London, and awesome. they had yet to break over here, so... Mm-hmm. I, I think I think good things are ahead, man. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, that was a band I really uh, really loved right off the bat. I uh, I think um, back in back in the day, maybe like 2004 or so, when their first album came out, there was just like these previews, you know, for albums on TV. It was like almost yeah, total advertisement. I saw it and I was like, oh my god, these guys look amazing, and I like really like you know, they look Second amazing. They sound good too. And then um, bought the album, and uh, yeah, I was just a big fan. And then I found out that I was actually older than some of them, and that blew my mind too. 
I thought, you know, like, wow, these guys are like, they got everything together, and like, they're brothers, and it's awesome, they're from Tennessee, and so am I, and like, yeah, definitely, uh, they've definitely changed a lot of their styles, you know, as they've gotten older and more albums and more successful and whatnot, but yeah, those first, like, those first, like, three are just, like, unbelievable. The, first, the second so one was the one that did it for yeah. me, man. The one yeah, the, I can't yeah. even think of the name of it, has the light bulb shattering on it, yeah, the black cover. Shake, yeah, Heartbreak, oh, Heartbreak. that one's that killer. Well, look, yeah. Ricky, we want to be respectful of your time. We were allotted oh, 15 cool. minutes with you, so um, do cool. want to tell Thank you, you uh, we, like I said, we really enjoy the album. Looking Thank you forward much. To the new one. Why don't you tell everybody where you can, where they can find you and uh, social media and, and all of that. Thank you. Yeah, everybody out there, uh, it's Ricky Dover Jr. here on Digital Kill the Radio podcast. You can check out Biters on Instagram and Facebook, at uh, Biters. And you can also follow me on all those fun, beautiful platforms and at Ricky Jr. Ricky Dover Jr. <laughs> Ricky Dover Jr. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me. This, uh, hope you guys have a great day here at this podcast. It's, uh, yeah. it's awesome, man. I, I guess you're thank flying you out to St. Louis here in a little bit, right? Yeah, while driving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check this band out. This is, in my opinion, man, they're the two best bands. We talk about, like, the Struts. We talk about Greta. This band, Fighters, and Jeremy and the Harlequins. Best two bands out there. We're next. Hey, thanks again. Of course, thanks, guys.